Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Why, you're going to pull those pistols and whistle Dixie. Let's ride.
Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the program. We're your host, Brian Ingram and Matthew Miller. It is good to be with you in the saddle. It's good to hear that startup song again. No doubt about that. As far as I'm concerned, I have been very busy. I have new employment, and it's been kind of stressful here as of late. And Brian got with me the other day and told me about some news items, and I have been completely out of the loop. I've also been concentrating on editing my son's book of Enoch's translation, Key to Strong's. And I've been working on my own book, so everything's been slow going, but make no mistakes about it. We're going to catch up on the news right here, right now, with some very important things. So let's get Brian in the saddle. Why don't you describe the past couple of weeks uh, between you and I, Brian? I haven't been able to talk with you a whole lot, so things have really been stressful around here. I haven't been able to make too much contact with you since you relocated. But um, bring us up to speed on what's been going on behind the scenes. Well, it's a matter of uh, where do we start. Um, You know, the string of events, I would say, most definitely began about a couple weeks ago here when uh, Israel launched an attack into Syria and in the midst of that, they managed to knock out an IL-20 electronic warfare plane with over 15 people on board, a Russian plane. And that chain of events started a spiral of things that started breaking loose all over the Middle East. And just from that one little event alone, there's already been repercussions that are just completely off the charts. Um, Russia had announced they were going to immediately give their S-300 missile defense systems over to Syria, and they've already started delivering them this week. And it was stated at two weeks out when they were going to start delivering. Well, they've already began to bring them over in the midst of this week. Plus, they're going to be blocking um, any kind of radar or anything coming over that region towards uh, Syria. So inadvertently, what this is going to do is it's going to give Iran more of a free um, reign within Syria, and that was the gist of the reason why they had this attack in the first place, because there was uh, guided missile systems that were being moved to Hezbollah, and they hit various bases and one of the planes that was responsible for bringing in those guided missiles. Now, if that wasn't enough, later on in that same week, there was an attack on an Iranian parade, which was celebrating or essentially mourning the anniversary of the Iraq-Iran beginning of that conflict back in the uh, late 70s, early 80s, where a large number of people were killed and injured in the midst of that, and of course, that as well set off a chain of events. And there's been a lot of accusations going back and forth and back and forth, pointing fingers at the United States through proxy soldiers, be it through Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates, and so on. So it just keeps 
building in all these directions on multiple fronts. And, you know, one of the most disturbing things I saw today is now that things are winding down here in Syria, Syrian leadership is stating that the United States, France, and Turkey, they need to get out off of their soil. But there was something very strange at the bottom of this article that pointed this out. Not only that, but Syria is planning on retaking the Golan Heights from Israel. So we've got things that are building up on multiple fronts. Um, also, yesterday, the embassy, the United States embassy in Basra, was ordered to be cleared out because of threats and attacks that have happened on that embassy um, where they're pointing the finger essentially at Iranian and their and the Shiite militia proxies inside of Iraq. And there's been all kinds of things going on here in Iraq that have just on continually, that whole situation has been building up on a continual basis here. There's been problems in Basra with the water, and all sorts of other um, humanitarian odds and ends that are going on. You know, of course, corruption within the governing body, which is something that is still lacking in Iraq as we speak since this last election. They still have yet to put a government forward. Now, the thing that has me concerned about this situation with Basra is when you throw this... Um, Coincide this with all the saber rattling that's come out of be it either Mike Pompeo, Donald Trump, or John Bolton here in the United States. When you start displacing people out of an embassy like this, that's usually a sign that something big is on the horizon. And there was a woman that was stationed in Baghdad um, at the embassy there that stated she had been in Baghdad during the extent of the Iraq war. And forward, obviously, and there were all kinds of attacks on a continual basis on that embassy there, and they never removed their diplomats from the area. And she stated, look, folks, this looks like this is headed somewhere real fast. Well, it doesn't sound like it's <clears throat> going anywhere good, that's for sure. I had no idea this stuff was going on, but it, it sounds like to me that we're approaching that place that Americans have no idea they're going. Um, the American people seem to fail to realize that no other country on the planet signed any Patriot Act, and the American people just can't seem to get it that we are literally walking – in the Roman Empire's footsteps. I mean, if we want a country, we just invade it. And the American people are underneath the ruse that it's it's legal. And no, it's not. We've we're we're invading foreign countries. And it started with ISIS, of course. Finally, Russia stepped in and all of a sudden um things were straightened out in Syria. Within days, uh, Russia was targeting and devastating those enemy targets, and we seemed to be doing nothing the whole time, Brian, and it just completely blew me away that that was the beginning when Russia stepped into Syria 
that was the beginning of the world putting their foot down and saying, you know what, this is this has gone on far enough. You just can't invade. Where I mean, let me put it this way. Does anybody remember how many countries that Hitler invaded? Uh, it blows me away that people don't realize that, oh, we've invaded two, three, four times that many. And we just walk in there, and if that don't work, we really do hire private contractors and then just send them in there. And then, well, nobody's to blame for the innocent civilian loss of life. It's just you can't even prosecute nobody. It cannot go before the Hague. I mean it can't when it's private contractors. Those are private citizens, and they're just doing whatever they want. You can't prosecute a country for that, so it cannot go before the world court. Now, with that being said, something <clears throat> of this magnitude is disturbing that the American people truly don't understand what's going on. They don't realize the amount of blood that we're spilling on foreign soil, and they don't even remotely care. They do not care at all. And it's been dramatized in these, um, well, this endless entertainment stream. Uh, Brian and I have talked about a few of these shows a couple of times before. At CIS, I think, is one of them, but there's other shows that, uh, well, let's, let's just put it bluntly. They, they paint this with a real pretty picture. And when you step back and realize, no, uh, this movie or this this show has us going into a different country, uh, kidnapping and killing citizens of that country, and it's just glorified by the entertainment industry. And, uh, well, that's that's exactly what Hitler was doing, and we are doing it unrestricted and unabatedly. It's full bore. I mean, if America has a problem with you, we invade you. And if we think that's politically unsound, no problem. We'll send in private contractors. And it's that simple. And the American people can't even wrap their minds around that, that even our own penal system… Ladies and gentlemen, that's being ran by private contractors, and that's how they're making money off of it. You understand that. These private corporations will build a prison, house prisoners in it, and then send you the bill, but there's nothing you can do about it because it's outside the law. These, these, these prisons are outside the law. That's how they're making money off of putting your children in jail. And you can't stop them because it's <laughs> – ladies and gentlemen, the jails in your state, they're not being ran by your state. They're being ran by private corporations, and those corporations, unbeknownst to you, are the biggest on the stock market. 
And believe me, I found this out firsthand last year because I built one. And the insider information I got there was absolutely mind-boggling. Uh, the amount of cash these corporations are making in league with the local police department because as many people as they can put into prison, uh, they send your government the bill for that. So let me make sure you all understand. The guards there aren't being directly paid by the United States government. They're being paid because the corporation that runs the prison sends your government a bill for whatever they want to. They turn around and print the money and give it to them. And the citizens of these states are completely oblivious. So if you think that I'm describing something about like the concentration camps that were outside of Germany during World War II, you would be exactly correct actually. Brian, your thoughts? Well, to start with, I mean, pointing out the American people have been distracted, I think, is an understatement. Because, I mean, uh, the course of this last week's uh, couple of weeks, news obviously has been completely overshadowed for the most part with this Kavanaugh hearing. And uh, that pretty much blankets just about 90% of it. But what I've noticed that makes matters even worse is a vast majority of the atypical self-appointed watchman of the day, or to state that properly, uh, typical self-appointed watchman of the day, are all watching the wrong things. I mean, the obsession with this uh, QAnon garbage and the Trump battle against the deep state. I mean, okay, folks, I'm kind of watching a few of you and looking at how much time you're wasting on this garbage when major events are happening at the same time. That's rather bothersome. I mean, I just uh, did a little news search here just to check on Iran. Um, and Iraq pulled both of them up because these are both flashpoints to keep an eye on. And, you know, this isn't usually one of my favorite little news sites, but at least they have kind of a clue. U.S. joins forces with Iraq to respond to Iran's increasing threats. And what did they put in front of it? World War III. Now, everybody might be laughing, I'm sure, at the moment, but maybe this should catch your attention. This came out this morning. U.S. pushes forward with anti-Iranian Arab NATO project. The United States on Friday is advancing its plans to forge an Arab NATO among Sunni Muslim allies with the primary goal of thwarting Iran's looming influence in the region. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo convened a meeting in New York with foreign ministers from Egypt, Bahrain, Jordan, Kuwait, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates in a bid to press ahead with efforts to secure an anti-Iranian alliance. 
they've been talking about this for over a year, and now it's in stone, folks. Brian, that's kind of scary. Um, you know, it seems to me that <clears throat> you were talking for quite a while that things like this was actually going to unfold. And that's kind of disturbing when you think about, well, how many times have you and I done that now publicly? Um, and I just – I don't know, Brian. Um, it's off the charts. Um, the obliviousness of the American people, I just don't get it. Uh, you and I talked about this QAnon the other day. And let me get this right. QAnon's nobody. It's probably multiple people, and they're posting things with absolutely no sources. Correct? <clears throat> Not really. And it's all it's all. Floated around your atypical conspiracy garbage. Um, at the forefront of it seems to be the infamous uh, pedal gate, uh, pizza gate garbage is one of the big things they keep bringing into the middle of it. And it's just, it's a waste of time. I don't comprehend why people are so fixated on this complete and absolute nonsense when, first off and foremost, folks, how much does Donald Trump's fight against the deep state? pertain to end-time Bible prophecy? Okay, with that question asked then, why are you supposed watchmen wasting your time with this garbage? All right, and I'm not sure if I lost Matthew here or what. Um, no, I just forgot to mute, uh, unmute. <laughs> you forgot to mute, but anyway, it just blows me away the status and the conditions of the American people. They've they've gotten so shallow. They have got to that point where. They really can't, uh, I don't know, process the truth if it's not tied to some form of entertainment. And and Brian, that, that really does, does scare me. It, it absolutely blows me away that that's the case, but it is. And, you know, let's go back to the 50s and 60s. This would have been absolutely ignored and thrown out the window as garbage. It never would have got anywhere. But the proof is in the pudding when the most watched thing on TV is the Super Bowl. And that's the place we've got to. Is a place that the American people can't process what's really going on, and it 
I don't know, it, it, it blows me away. But it sounds like to me that this time uh, the Russians have had enough and they're wanting to secure their bases and everything in Syria. And Israel's wanting to <clears throat> put a stop to it. And we're on the sidelines. Well, the American government's just caught up in drama like uh, Pizzagate. I, I mean, really? Did I really just say that? Um, I just – I don't know how to – it's a little hard to deal with uh, when people you know, send me stuff. They send me information. I look at the source. goes into the trash. Um, a credible source is not um, – well, first and foremost – if you send me anything from YouTube, it'll never get watched. If I can't at least uh, detect who wrote that article, when they wrote it, and the organization that published that article, it goes into the trash. It's garbage. Um, just like all this fake – Christian news that is supposedly coming out of Israel. That's all fake news, ladies and gentlemen. It's fake. Entire websites are lies. They've got nothing to do with Israel. They're not in Israel. They're lying to you. They're American crusaders making a whole lot of money. And the one that comes to mind is really embarrassing the level of intelligence that he obviously has. The other two, that everybody thinks that it is men running them, and it's not. That's a lie. They're actually women running those websites. They've just changed their name, and it's just... I don't know, Brian. What's your thoughts on it? And, you know, how do you check your sources? Um... How do you check information before you you even bring it to me? Uh, where's it coming from, and, and how do you filter that stuff? Well, on a very – for instance, when a major story breaks, you're going to get at least 50 major sources bringing it forward, bare minimum. And trust me, I go through every one of them with a fine-tooth comb. First off and foremost, we know Reuters is beyond reliable. 90% of your news sources use that as where they're getting their information. Or you have either the AP or even AFP, which is a French news outlet. Also are the other ones that are usually the backing primary sources. I stick to Basically, between those, I-24 News is obviously good. We know which ones out of Israel are decent for Israeli news. If I'm watching stuff in Iraq, I pay attention to their news sources and the Kurdish news sources as well. Okay, but like I said before, if a story is reliable, we're going to have a multitude of sources coming from a thousand different directions. They're all going to continue to repeat the same information over and over and over again. If I cannot find reference to something in any form of source material anywhere, then it's nonsense. If somebody sends you a link to a website, you go there and you read all this nonsense, 
and then they get their source of material from another nonsense website, and then he got his from another nonsense website. You see, they pull these stunts. Right now, for instance, the right-wing establishment has set up about a thousand websites doing the same thing. All completely um, crazy conspiracy sites, and they all just sit there and back each other in circles. Or my favorite one is the websites that use their own website as the source on a continual basis. That's even more classic. The point is that there's new sources I know to stay away from now. RT, I trust about as far as I can throw. Sputnik, same situation. Fox News, you couldn't pay me to use it. Um, let's see. What are my other um, no-go sites? Um, Zero Hedge, that's, that's a favorite of mine. I see everybody posting. Um, where else can we go here? I mean, I know everybody goes on and on about the Drudge Report. I, I've never used it once, so I have no idea. Okay, folks, there's reliable news sources out there. If you want to get to the bottom of something that's going on on the ground, you go straight to their news outlets to see what they're stating. Then you look at the opposing side of what they're stating. Somewhere in the midst of it, you get to the bottom of something, but there's really no excuse for not having valid source material because any major story is going to have billions backing it. You've probably hit the nail right on the head with Reuters, AP, and nobody even realizes that that's where 90% of the local stations get their news from. That's, that's, that's where they get it from. Now, I do exactly what Brian does. Um, well, first off, most of the Crusader sites I already know. So if you send me that, I'm going to send you a request. Don't send me that again. If you do, you'll be blocked, and that is systematic with me. Um, I fear God, and I don't have time to have to sit back and be worrying if my sources are credible or not. I don't have time to do that, so… That's why I put a, a stop to a lot of that. People were sending me this this crap. It was literal fiction. Uh, but it was from a Christian website, so it must be true. No, sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I had complete garbage. Um, but that's just the day and age that we live, and it's getting worse and worse and worse. And it's starting to be quite bothersome. That people are not realizing what's going on. You know, we've had some massive weather events going on, this extreme weather. Uh, here as of late, I think it was today, actually, we had another Medicaid, a hurricane forming in the Mediterranean that hit Athens. It, it hit Athens. And yet, you know, I did a – you know, it didn't even last a minute. I tried searching for news, and just garbage came up, garbage upon garbage. 
and uh, finally, it's it, it's just. I mean, I can't. I can't waste my current amount of time doing that, wading through all the garbage of the uh, well, the Crusader websites. It's an absolute waste of time. I will say this: they don't fear him now, but they will. They will get to that point where they fear him. Probably a day late and a dollar short, but that's not my concern. And ladies and gentlemen, you all need to know that when you listen to the Brian I, it's 100% certifiable. It's not made up crap from people who don't fear God, and they think that God is giving them a crown because by lying, they're making tons of money off of advertisements. That's what this once saved, always saved attitude gets you. And they really do think they're Christians, even though they're they know they're lying to you, making money off of you. They have no problem with that. So you say that these missiles have started to arrive in Syria, Brian, correct? Well, by the sounds of it, they've been trying to bring them in for quite some time, and they've been, like I said, they're being transferred over to Hezbollah. And uh, Netanyahu's uh, UN speech this week, he pointed out different bases where these uh, missiles are being moved from, and obviously they're putting on the technology for the better site, better, um, what would you call it? I guess sighting is an appropriate word, but. Um, ability to properly hit their target, their guidance system. So, and, you know, like I said, those have been getting in there. And of course, now with everything on lockdown and Israel not able to really go into that airspace, there's been reports all week of these same, uh, they're using a standard, um, it's almost a civilian airliner uh, to move these different missile parts over to. Syria, and they've been going in and out and in and out all week. I mean, I brought up in the past about you can find these guys that have this um, technology that allows them to track the different types of aircraft that are going wherever they may be going, and they put up reports on these uh, sightings. And, you know, people have noticed all throughout the last couple of weeks here those planes are coming over like mad. And when you have Syria on top of it announced that they're planning on retaking back to Golan Heights, you have Hezbollah being armed at the exact same time. Not to even mention, we didn't even bring up the problems that are going on in Gaza. We've had these nonstop back and forth, back and forth talks between uh, Sisi out of Egypt um, with people in the Gaza Strip. And they had brought stuff to a supposed ceasefire, but none of it lasted. And all throughout last week, there was mass protests going on. Seven Palestinians, I believe, were shot yesterday and killed. And then uh, like in 80, 89 or so, I want to say off the top of my head, were injured from uh, gunfire that happened 
and they basically tried um, breaching the um, fence again. They found all kinds of explosives all over the place by the fences um, after all the rioting that took place yesterday. So it's things are heating up in Gaza at the exact same time again. And, you know, this week alone we had the U.N. meetings where, I mean, Trump's speech was quite something. And any of the um, people that really paid attention to what he said, they were kind of, how would you say this, bothered by it quite extensively. And, you know, it's all about his isolationism and basically how we've pretty much broken off all alliances all throughout the world. You know, it's in the midst of this... um, them breaking out of the Iranian nuclear treaty, all the rest of the nations are still working on keeping that treaty up and running, not to even mention finding ways to thwart the sanctions that the United States is going to put down. The European Union is in the midst of a bunch of different uh, ways of going about this right now as we speak. Of course, China and Russia are obviously still in the midst of trade, with Iran, um, it looks like India is going to be as well. So this this move by the United States really isn't proven to do anything by them breaking out of this treaty. And Netanyahu's speech as well at the UN this week, he also revealed what he referred to as being a warehouse that was um, keeping uh, Iranian nuclear material and so forth inside of Iran. Now, the people in Iran are claiming this is a carpet warehouse. I don't know. I can't get inside of the place to view it myself, so I really don't know what's in there. But nonetheless, this is what Netanyahu has brought forward. So you see the United States, Israel, and then now we've got all these Arab nations on board. They're definitely massively saber-rattling here with Iran. And on the other side of the spectrum, Iran is doing the exact same thing back, threatening all these same nations. And this thing is just spiraling and spiraling and spiraling. Now, I told everybody to start watching around September 20th for rumblings to begin in this part of the world between Iraq and Iran. We've got them. It's a matter of where this goes next, though. That's what we're going to have to sit back and watch for. <clears throat> well, let's talk about this. It wasn't too awfully long ago that, well, something very disturbing came out in the news, and you and I talked about it when it first happened. Because they've got to be, well, they have to be getting their intel from somewhere if they can't have flybys that. Uh, is being interfered with radar jamming and radar detecting equipment. But it wasn't too awfully long ago that Israel announced that they launched shoebox-sized satellites, and nobody really has any handle on what exactly these things can do. But... This is part of the entertainment industry's job. It's their job to make people think that 
That stuff's not real. It's just in Star Wars. And uh, Brian, our technology is way down the road. You know, the American people really don't realize that a Tomahawk cruise missile really can target your smartphone signal. It really can, Brian. They have no idea that we really are faced with super cavitating torpedoes in the water. People don't even – I mean I've had people send me questions. What is that? It. Why don't you talk about that for a minute, Brian, because you keep up on technology. Is there any real way to put countermeasures against Israel if it wants to attack Syria? Is there any real, real way of stopping – well, even their elite special forces troops? Uh, in your opinion, with today's technology, what you know of it, is there any way to really stop them? Well, with the forms of electronic warfare that they're stating they're going to use, yeah, most definitely. And, you know, the electronic warfare itself, yeah, definitely can put a stop to them coming in there. The blocking of the radar, the blocking of all kinds of things, and it will, yeah, it will stop missiles all the way across the board. You know, uh, Brian, you and I covered this when no the none of the other Crusader news sites were covering it. I was it was passed along to me from <laughs> from a real Israeli Jewish source. Um, ladies and gentlemen, they they have developed a type of Tomahawk cruise missile. But it does not have a warhead. It has a, well, a gamma beam projector in it. As it flies over, it will target objects and send a targeted gamma burst into it. Now, what is that? Everybody knows what an EMP is, right? The... Crusaders have made sure that you've gotten plenty of entertainment so that you understand what an EMP is. That's what this missile does. It flies over and targets buildings, vehicles, and pulses them with a gamma emitter, completely taking out all electronics selectively, selectively, selectively. It does this automatically. And if you think that Israel just can't launch, let's say, 10 from the Golan Heights, uh, setting off a differential of probably, oh, seven degrees azimuth's difference between each of them, they could completely, literally take Syria back to the Dark Ages and anybody that's there. And that's a fact, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not, I'm not joking with you. Tomahawk cruise missiles can 
traverse the ground at only 50 feet. That's below radar detection. I don't have to really, really tell you what we, we can really do with our technology. And people just don't don't get it. They don't understand. I mean, they really do think that science fiction is a type of entertainment. They really do. And they think that a lot of the things that we have are science fiction when uh, we've got warships that are currently armed with rail guns. Ladies and gentlemen, they don't even need a warhead. They hit their target at Mach 7, and with that kind of impact, that kind of velocity… Yes, you see an explosion, but it's not from explosive. It's from the sheer force of the impact. And uh, these things are smaller than an artillery piece. And I mean the towed artillery pieces, not the mechanized, self-propelled artillery pieces. Ladies and gentlemen, whether you like it or not… Um, we really do have <laughs> M109 rounds that are nuclear, and that really is just about the size of a suitcase, and people just don't – they actually think that suitcase nukes are fiction when we've got artillery rounds. We've had artillery rounds since the 70s that were nuke-capable. All you have to do is take the nuke out of the housing and rock and roll. You You can – Nuke a city from a small car. Just put it in the trunk, drive wherever you want, set it off. And people just don't get it. They don't understand this stuff is real. It's real. And we really could wipe humanity from the face of the earth. We really could easily get it done. But because they made a movie about it, several movies about uh, you know, a global thermal nuclear war that kills off humanity. Because that was put in fiction first, people don't – they don't get it, Brian, that, oh, we really can do that, and we don't even need to do it. I mean they don't realize that <clears> – well, once again, because <clears throat> Stephen King made a – wrote a book… … and entitled it The Stand, they think that our military is not really genetically engineering super viruses. They don't think that's real because it's a Stephen King movie. But it is real, Brian. It is real. And really it amazes me that people don't… Know that they they they've become so entertained that they really have a disconnect between what is real and what is not. They're disconnected from reality both ways, Brian. They think that what is real is not real, and they firmly believe in their heart that. What they think is not real hasn't been in production for decades now. 
So it's the perfect way to disconnect a people from reality. And it's amazing the voter turnout rates that we have. No, no, nobody really cares, Brian. Nobody really cares what's going on. You know, it blew me away that um, Jerusalem Post, well, you know, I don't know. You read things, well, let's, let's talk about this. This came out this past week. The simple fact that too many global currency values are falling. Now, when you do a, just a precursory review of the values of 143 global currencies, more than 80% have fallen in value. Now, 11 appear to be tagged to the dollar, and 13 of those have risen in value. Of the 13 that have increased in value, only six are up more than 1% versus the American dollar. And you can see what's going on. I mean, Venezuela's 99%. Brian, I already taught you why. Because they refuse to buy military equipment. That's why we put sanctions on them. Argentina's down 53%. Turkey's down 38%. Brazil's down 20 Russia is down 15 India, 11 Yada, yada, yada. Even the big economies like China are right now in a 5% currency down. Now, if you think this don't have anything to do with anything, I'm afraid you're wrong. And if you think that 143 different countries don't know who's to blame, you're grossly mistaken. This is going to go somewhere, and it's not going to go anywhere good because we're doing this on both ends. We're doing it to these countries' currencies, and we're doing it to these countries with our military. And eventually, somebody's going to put down their foot and say, you know what, uh... We need to put this rabid dog down. That's the only thing you can do with a rabid dog, ladies and gentlemen, is put it down. That's all you can do. Brian, back to you. Well, yeah, and you factor in right now as well that uh, oil just hit $82 um, for a barrel now in the last couple of days as well, putting all of these emerging economies into massive uh, issues. Um, have an article that came out yesterday, um, emerging markets double whammy, expensive oil, weak currencies. And like I said, it hit $82, the highest in four years as of yesterday. And that was another thing we stated quite some time back to keep an eye out for. And between Venezuela and now the sanctions that they're putting down on Iran – this is causing massive problems. And, of course, Trump starts screaming at Saudi Arabia and OPEC, you guys have better fix this, you better fix this. Well, you can't really fix this. 
and that circumstance is just going to continue to spiral. They're expecting by next year at $90 a barrel for oil. So this is going to completely tank the rest of the economy. And all of these nations that are trying to break free from the American dollar, trying to find ways to do it, all of these attempts keep failing. So what's the last straw to remove the American dollar from the equation? It's going to have to be war, Brian. You know, I don't think people just – I don't think they understood what you meant by a double whammy. I really don't. Ladies and gentlemen, let me explain. Let me just – oh, I don't know. Let's just uh, pick Argentina. No. Yeah, we'll we'll pick Argentina. The article that I read said that their currency was down 53% compared to the dollar. Now… They still have to buy the oil that's up to $82 a barrel. So this is what you do. $80 a barrel, one of theirs, because it's down 53%, do the math. They're going to have to pay in their currency about 164 American dollars for that barrel of oil. Do you understand what Brian meant by a double whammy now? Not only is the price of oil going up, I just gave you a list of all the major all the major countries. Their currency has fallen with respect to the dollar. That is a being kicked when you're down scenario, and it's got to stop. I mean we're doing this to the whole planet is what we're doing. And it has to stop. It it has to stop. And people just don't get it. They they don't understand. Uh, they think it's cool that the other currencies are down compared to the dollar. And they think it's cool that the barrel of oil is going up. Because that's what they've got their stock in for their retirement. I mean I understand the mechanism… For their happiness. But this is going to have to stop. And the Bible does say that the Ten Kings burn her with fire. And it would seem to me uh, that's where this is naturally going to go. I mean, This article states that uh, uh, the Federal Reserve uh, has risen interest rates seven times in the past 22 months, and it expects another five more increases in the next 15 months. So the Fed has every intention to keep doing this to 143 different countries on the planet, and Americans are happy about it. So it's like World War II has taught this generation nothing. Nothing. But it seems to me that during its 
ingenious idea of the wolf packs is going to quickly come into play a whole lot closer to home. But I don't think the American people see it coming. And to be honest with you, they'll probably keep it out of the news. What do you think, Bri? What's your thoughts on it? <coughs> well, I mean, stop and consider. We've discussed over and over and over again that Ezekiel 38 gives you a list of those ten kings. Now, when you realize the real locations of those ten kings, remove Russia from the equation. Eastern Europe, Western Europe, the big ones, Turkey, Iran, and then obviously we have the other nations which are located within the northern extremes of Africa. Folks, every one of those nations right now are the nations we are having major issues with because of all the economic stunts that this current administration has pulled. A vast majority of this locked right into the Iranian nuclear sanctions. Is that coincidence? Oh, I think not. I don't see how it could be. Uh, it seems like to me that I don't know. It, it it seems like to me that I don't know how much longer it can continue. Let me put it that way. But you know, I hate to bring up World War Two again, but it's amazing how, as of late, the truth has been coming out that you know the Nazis just fled to the West. And the West accounts for – really, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not lying to you. Everything bought and sold on this planet, the West, Mundus Novus, consumes a third of everything. And you can look this up for yourself. But I hope those numbers trigger something in you to remind you of just a little bit of what the Bible has to say. Because what's written there is the way it's going to be. It literally, physically cannot be any other way than what is documented that is to come. That's the only way it can be. It can't be any other way. And when you just start playing simple math and start playing geography, it doesn't take a genius to figure out exactly what God's talking about. It doesn't. <clears throat> you know… I had a good question sent to me the other day about why I'd stated something or why I think that. I'll I'll give the uh, you know Let me read a verse that you have forgotten the Lord your maker 
who stretched out the heavens and laid the foundations of the earth that you fear continually all day long because of the fury of the oppressor as he makes ready to destroy? But where is the fury of the oppressor? Let me ask you something, ladies and gentlemen. Do you know what that verse means? Do you know what God actually just said? You know, they based a whole movie in 2012 on the simple fact that they were betting that you wouldn't get it, that that was exactly the opposite of what this verse just said. And they were right. They were right. But what God just said, his intentions are is a whole lot worse than anything that the media dares dares to cover. And that's the truth. Brian, you want to take a break and go on, or shall we end it here? You can go ahead and take a break. I was just grabbing some water out of the fridge. All righty, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're going to play a... Oh, six minute, 20 second break. Um, we've used this for an introduction, but a lot of people have been requesting here lately to uh, hear that. So uh, it's one of the first compilations I put together. But they do enjoy their TFK. Be right back. Six minutes, 20 seconds. You are listening to the End Time Tribune.
Well, ladies and gentlemen, I do hope you enjoyed the time away. Brian and I are talking about current events as it pertains to Bible prophecy. It amazes me the day and age that we live in. It's absolutely astounding. Brian, why don't I pass off the mic to you, and you can take this in any direction with which you would like to go. Uh, we do need an update on where you're posting at. Um, I thought you'd been posting on End Time, End Time Tribune Media, but uh, I go to look for stuff, and it seems like you're using the uh, Bands of Time uh, Twitter. Is that correct, or what's going on? Um, where are you sharing your stuff at? Yeah, I've got it all on the Bands of Time Twitter. It was too much of a headache to be running two Twitters and then trying to keep up on running um, two Facebook pages at the same time because they used to have it with the Facebook stuff that if you posted something to Twitter, you could have it double-posted over to the Facebook page. Well, that's no longer the way it is in every single news story that I'd have to go through and post. I mean, if I was running two Twitters, that would be a grand total of three different times to post everything across all of them. So... I'm just using that one Twitter now to keep everything on the Bands of Time. Obviously, on Twitter, us, it's just at the Bands of Time. Uh, why don't you give us an update on uh, what you've been doing apart from the news privately? What have you been looking into uh, biblically or historically? What have you been working on? Well, that would be a combination of both. Um, I'm working on redoing Daniel 11, looking for another time around the ride in history, because obviously everybody knows that we've got work that was done quite some time back that aligned all of these events in Daniel 11 with the uh, breakup of Alexander the Great's kingdom with the Diodaci. And I decided I was going to look for another t revolution, another time around the ride. And I began to, I started with, uh, Obviously, with Byzantine history, which is obviously the Eastern Roman Empire that was in Constantinople, which now obviously is Istanbul. And then I moved through all of that, went through the Macedonian uh, Byzantine Empire with a fine-tooth comb, and then ended up going backwards again in history and went over all of uh, the Islamic history, starting from the very beginning and moving forward. And well, lo and behold, going through that, I've ended up basically correlating direct matches all the way through. Um, that's what I was just actually pulling up in the background. When you brought that question up, figuring out how far um, I've actually taken this now, because I've found correlations to quite a few of the, uh, first sets of verses in Daniel 11 and 
you know, once you study this section of history, you begin to understand a lot more of what's going on in our current uh, circumstances in the world. And sadly enough, when it comes to Islamic history, as far as English writing is concerned on this, you're not going to find anything. I luckily got my hands on one book that was written in the 1800s by a uh, European man. I don't know if he was English or from the United States or whichever, but he went through and translated everything from the Arabic sources. And thus far, that's the only thing I have gotten my hands on. And it's been through that book now that I've been able to correlate every single thing all the way across the board here. So this is completely tying everything in. Um, you know, and as we've talked, Matthew and I privately, you know, one thing that people don't realize that when you look at, for instance, Muhammad, you have to realize that he did not set up a successor for his kingdom. And you ended up in the same circumstance that happened with Alexander's kingdom, obviously this time around the right, it was with the uh, caliphates all fighting for basically control over this. And it gets crazy the dig, more you dig into this, not to even mention the amount of things that I've learned. For instance, I've had questions about um, Syria and the Assad family and the ruling group there. They're the Alawites. Now, for years on end, I have been able to find no information on who the Alawites were. If you look at any um, recent books on topics within the Middle East, they're going to all say, we don't know what they believe. Well, guess what? That's taken care of. They basically believe that Ali, who was a – he was basically a nephew of – well, he married Muhammad's daughter. And through him came uh, Muhammad's grandsons. And they essentially, all of this is involved in the uh, Shia and Sunni split because the Shiites obviously believe that it should have went down through succession through people that were directly related to Muhammad. And where the Alawites are concerned, it gets real interesting because they believe that he, Ali, was a representation of God on earth. And this ties into all of their beliefs of the Mahdi and all the rest of this. And that's been a question I've had all this time. What is going on with the Alawite branch? Well, now we understand why it is that Iran is allied with Syria in the midst of this because they are technically a Shia branch. And why it is that Turkey obviously is on the opposite side of the spectrum where they're against the Assad regime. So this boils, goes back deeply into history, but Ali is actually quite important in the scheme of one of the major historical threads that's going on here. So having the modern king of the north tied in with the Alawites, it's important. And it makes a lot of these things make sense that never really made sense before. Well, Brian, why don't we just uh, do this? You know what? Before we do that, let me ask you this. 
When do you think everybody's going to know that we're in the tribulation? Point blank. Let me just ask you that. Is there ever going to be a point where everybody looks around and says, we're in the tribulation? Well, sadly enough, the way I've seen people watching, they're not going to realize till the great earthquake. It has always astounded me that people don't realize that. That that's exactly what God says, Brian. He says that he's going to let them know himself. Nobody's going to have a question as to what's going on. And it completely amazes me that people don't realize that what they are chasing, of course, they call it the New World Order. They have no idea that it is the craftsmen that are preventing that from happening. The only one that is allowed to create a one-world order is the Assyrian false prophet. He is not allowed to do that until the tribulation trigger has been tripped. So why don't you uh, tell us just exactly what you think is going to happen, what we can expect before that day, before that event? Because after that event, it's a duh issue. So what do you think is going to happen in the days leading up to the sixth seal? Well, I would say the largest event we need to keep our eyes on is what we started the broadcast with, and that's watching Iran. Watching what transpires here with Iran, and... If we see war break out there, that's one of our main uh, main signposts to keep an eye on is, you know, terminology I'd heard used by people over the years. And that's the biggest one. And so you think this will lead to a global conflict? Do you think everybody will get involved with this war? Well, I mean, the better question to ask right now is, um, since this uh, war on terror has begun, the vast majority of the Earth has already caught up in this conflict already. Well, this goes about like the Exodus, really. People really don't have a firm grasp of just how long Israel was, well, in the Exodus. They don't realize that it was 42 years, largely because they don't read their Bible. But take note that Numbers chapter 9 says this, The Lord spake unto Moses in the wilderness of Sinai in the first month of the second year, after they were come out of the land of Egypt, saying, Let the children of Israel also keep the Passover at his appointed time. Ladies and gentlemen, the clock didn't start ticking until they left this place. 
That's why it's actually 42 years. So literally, biblically speaking, the woman had fled to the wilderness for two years. And it's amazing that people don't realize that. Now, Numbers, the very next chapter, chapter 10, And it came to pass on the twentieth day, the second month, in the second year, that the cloud was taken up from the tabernacle of the testimony, that the children of Israel took their journey out of the wilderness of Sinai, and the cloud rested in the wilderness of Paran. Right then, from that move, was 40 years. And yet, I just got questions today about this. They didn't understand, I guess they were confused by Revelation chapter 12, that she flees first, and then she's given the two wings of a great eagle and taken to a place that's been prepared for her. Don't realize that the event that was triggered by the spies, they just don't get it. They don't they don't understand what's going on. So, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> I'm here to tell you that it's gonna happen just exactly that way. And the funny thing about it is, is Revelation gives you all the information of what was happening, well, in Egypt at the time. Because you see, during this two years that they were wandering in the Sinai on the other side of the Red Sea, guess what? That's right. Egypt was without an army. What do you think happened? That's greatly documented. So now, ladies and gentlemen, most of you just realize that, well, the book of Revelation is telling you what's going on in Egypt. (laughs) It does the exact opposite that, well, the book of Numbers does. The book of Numbers tells you what happens to those that have been straightened. Revelation tells you what you never knew about before, the events that will be going on in Egypt in our absence. It's true. It's real. It's coming one more once around the ride. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's that's what this is all about. And you have to realize that, well, the craftsmen are the writers, and they are preventing anyone else – well, more importantly, the Ten Kings. They're preventing the Ten Kings from establishing what they've been planning since 1973. That can be proven beyond any shadow of a doubt. The Club of Rome released their map of the planet divided up ten different ways. That's right. 
It coincides with the war that occurred in Israel, 1973. They've been planning it that long, and they've been prevented from doing so at least that long. No one is permitted to make a singular kingdom on this planet. That job is exclusively for the Assyrian false prophet, nobody else. It's their job to make sure that's exactly what happens, and that is what's going to happen. No doubts about it. So, things are going to go from bad to worse. We could have a global conflict… We could even start building um, a temple. I don't – well, five temples, whatever. That's not what is important because on day one of the Great Tribulation, there won't be a single structure standing on this planet. And that amazes me that all the Christians believe that, well, movies made in 2012 will – those movies were true, and God really is going to wipe us out by a flood again. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, don't you realize that if you actually think that, you're calling God a liar? I mean, he promised never to wipe you out by flood again. He he, he really did. He honestly did. And if you believe the entertainment industry, they produce that media exclusively built around premises like the Bible verse I read to you earlier. I'll read it to you again. That you've forgotten the Lord your maker who stretched out the heavens and laid the foundations of the earth. And that you fear continually all day long because of the fury of the oppressor as he makes ready to destroy. But where is the fury of the oppressor? You don't realize that God just told you uh, a bunch of technical data that defines what can and what cannot happen in regards to this planet. And the entertainment industry is lying to you, and it blows me away that, that um, here as of the past week… Uh, we got uh, information out from uh, the mainstream scientific community uh, well about the earth wobbling. Absolutely amazed me. I mean, when it comes out and, you know, live science, popular mechanics, USA Today, it's real. And what blows me away is they continually are trying to deceive you because all the entertainment has been built around Hapgood's theory. But as of the 24th, the academic community decided to play a bait and switch with you, and now they're saying it's because of global warming, exactly the opposite of what Hapgood said. And nobody caught it, I think, but me. And I naturally started laughing. But you should be worried 
that the mainstream scientific community has come out and stated that since 1899, the Earth's axis of spin has shifted by 34 feet. Now, they didn't say pole. That's not what they said. They said what that verse said that I just read to you just minutes ago. But you didn't catch it because you weren't listening because you probably didn't believe it anyway. Let me read that one more time. They did not mention pole, ladies and gentlemen. They never mentioned pole. Since 1899, the Earth's axis of spin has shifted 34 feet. Now, research quantifies the reasons why and finds that a third is due to the melting <laughs> the melting ice and rising sea levels, particularly in Greenland. Placing the blame on the doorsteps of anthropic climate change, which is their new word for global warming. Ladies and gentlemen, let me read to you the part in here that's true. Since 1899, the Earth's axis of spin has shifted 34 feet, and we know… That a third of that, only one third of that, is due to the shifting of the location of water on this planet. But he came right out and told you that that only counts for a third. Wouldn't you like to know what the other two-thirds are? I assure you, they're not going to tell you. But you know how they knew where to look, don't you? Ah, uh, yes. Me and Brian has discussed and proved this to you so many different times. It's, it's really crazy. But just take note that your really big problem I talked about, I didn't come out and say it. I really didn't – at the time, I didn't want to have a slew of questions sent to me about it, but your main problem is not what you're thinking, and it sure as fire is not green, uh, Greenland. Your main problem uh, would be, well, in Texas right now. Um, I told everybody that last year I worked on a farm, and um, – this wealthy individual, he has land here, and he has land in Texas, and he said you wouldn't believe it. He said every quarter of a mile, there's an irrigation system that pumps 14,000 gallons an hour, and he said they're endless, and the people in Texas that live in Texas, they don't even know it because these are out in the middle of nowhere, and they have these circle irrigation things. And they're planting you know, weed out in the middle of nowhere, and the poor people of Texas don't even know that that is the exact reason why me and Brian had to report was in the mainstream news in Texas that – well, I remember the one article. This lady uh, had her well re-bored 
And exactly 10 days later, her well went dry again. The contractor came back, and he said the well had dropped in just 10 days. But the American people, well, the people in Texas are not aware of what's going on, that this farmer not only knew it, the geologist had told him what would happen. So they already knew it before they did it to all these people, well, in Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, that should concern you that the Ogola Aquifer dropped ten <laughs> dropped in ten days a hundred feet. It dropped a hundred feet in ten days. They're relocating the water from the aquifers to the surface. And nobody knows it because they don't want the locals finding out that it's not going to take too long before the Ogola Aquifer will be dry. When that happens, you don't realize you've redistributed trillions of pounds. I didn't say gallons. I said pounds of water to the surface. You cannot have that much injection into the hydrological system of this planet with fresh water and not completely make everything spiral out of control into chaos. And I'm telling you the truth. I, I really am. But you can go to the web and look up, um, I don't know, Aquifer, Texas, whatever. I'm sure you'll find pictures of it. You'll see they look kind of funny from uh, aerial photos because – well, you just have a desert, and then there's great big circles of green. And what they did was they planned all this. These wealthy people went down to Texas and bought a whole bunch of desert and then put all the irrigation systems in and started radically planting wheat. But you people in Texas didn't know that, did you? Well… I talked to one of the farmers that's doing it to you, and he thinks it's funny, and he refused to tell me when they knew it was going to dry up because the season before, all of them are planning on selling the land back to the state of Texas or whoever else will buy it because the new buyers won't know that the aquifer will not last another season. And this has all been planned, and, and literally I set – at his table as he fed me because I was remodeling his bathroom for him. And he told me everything that is to come to the state of Texas. But he did admit that, oh yeah, this includes all the states that's over the Ogola Aquifer. By the way, he's from North Dakota. The Ogola Aquifer is not in North Dakota, and he really don't care. So... um. There's a little bit of insight as to what this uh, article from Live Science, but this article was repeated, like I said, in, in many news sources. Now you have a, a, at least a clue as to what the other two-thirds of the weight distribution on the planet is being referred to. And like I said, take note. They know it. They know it. So you might want to keep your eye on the news and keep your eye on these huge uh, aquifer plantations in Texas. And the first thing that you see a for sale sign 
you better you better move out of those states that uh, need the Ogla Aquifer for fresh water. And just take note, you think the Dust Bowl was bad? You have no idea what's coming because that aquifer does set the barometric pressure. You do know that, don't you? Yeah, a lot of the barometric pressure is established by aquifers. But I'm sure you got your weekly shows to watch. You know, probably in 72 hours, you probably won't even remember or even cared that I said this, that I gave you technical data as to what's actually happening. But you're all caught up in these TV series or whatever it is that they call them nowadays. I don't watch anything, so I can't help anybody by way of that. I don't even know what season we're in uh, for sports. I don't know if they're currently playing basketball or football, or I don't think they're playing. Uh, I don't think they're playing baseball now, but I, I don't know. I don't care. And, and this is going to surprise you, but I never cared. You know. Most of you think back to your glory days and you imagine uh, sports and gymnasium and going to school dances. I never had any of that. I was in an academy. I graduated in two and a half years. I didn't ever go to a high school dance. God had plans for me. It was his plans to edify his children at my expense, and that's exactly what he's done with my life. I'll read another quote here. We have provided evidence for more than one single process that is a key driver for altering the earth axis. Ladies and gentlemen, he didn't say pull. Brian, back to you. Your thoughts and comments, I guess. All right, sorry about that. I had to double unmute just in case. Oh, boy. Well, that's just it. You know, I like how at the beginning there you, interestingly enough, brought up what everybody seems to be all concerned about here in the United States right now is the battle against the New World Order. Well, guess what, folks? Kind of like he stated, you ain't got to worry about that. Not until the Assyrian is fully in action. So whatever it is this administration that you think is battling... Yeah, it's completely a waste of your time. So, you know, I would advise trying to find something else to uh, consume yourself with. You know, like, for instance, let's see here. I pulled up a few articles in the background here at the same time. So we just had this uh, come out in the last hour, a full article on serious 
says it still has its sights set on recapturing the Israeli-controlled Golan Heights. Boy, oh boy, that is going to be a mess. And we didn't talk about the uh, the 7.5, I think they downgraded it to, magnitude earthquake that hit in the uh, Pacific Ring of Fire and uh, Indonesia. And between the earthquake and the tsunami, now the deaths are up to 420 people. And what else did I find here in the background? Oh, and this one was just released. A friend of mine on Facebook um, from overseas, as a matter of fact, caught it because he's not distracted by nonsense. Major traders are talking about $100 oil again. Yeah, see how I brought up 90 earlier? Well, now they're talking about 100 Now, folks, you have to take into consideration on top of it as well. What have we had transpire over the course of the summer here throughout most of the world? Extreme heat waves, which makes it near impossible for anything to grow. And sorry that started playing in the background. So we're going to have major issues with food, not to even mention all the fires that were started and everything else. We have a possibility of a circumstance going on here in Serbia. And let me see if I can find the uh, one article, because the vast majority of this I'm getting from sketchy article uh, sources that I'm not sure if I can rely on them or not, but at least we have KOAA News 5 is stating uh, Serbia alerts forces after Kosovar police deploy. And there's an ongoing effort to stabilize relations between Kosovo and Serbia. Serbian government officials says security forces have been put on alert after Kosovo's special police were deployed in the country's Serb-dominated north. So we might have problems in Serbia. And as I stated, might, because I can't seem to pull this up on any major news sources anywhere else. So I don't know what's happening here. But, you know, I think we've given everybody more than enough to keep an eye on. And I would highly advise right now at this point in time, really watching Iraq, because that's where we're going to see the most stuff start flaring up as far as Iran is concerned. And it's like I said at the beginning of the broadcast, them pulling all the diplomats out of Basra like this really sets off alarms. Yeah, it does. Sets off alarms. You know, we've got alarms going off everywhere. I don't know. I guess I'm a little bit too disconnected from their reality because I don't even know what the popular TV shows are. I have no idea. I know I've been doing a whole lot of work in the background. I do know that. Well, Brian, let's wrap this show up, shall we? And... What are your thoughts about uh, what's your plans in the future? Are we planning on doing some more shows together? It's been a while since you and I did a show. I wanted to do a 
thought we were going to do WI2C radio today, but we didn't. So what's our near plans um, for the immediate future? And your websites again. Um, and all pertinent information like that, Brian. Well, I think we're going to be doing a WI2C here shortly. I mean, this is the Revelation 12, the fun one. We've talked about that nonstop throughout the years here. So that's what's next on the horizon for that. And I'm still working on this historical documentation, trying to solidify everything in with uh, Daniel 11. So at some point, I'm going to be wanting to bring some of that information forward. But this, by uh, no stretch of the imagination, has this been easy. Um, you can mainly find me um, where I post the news articles, the Bands of Time on Twitter. And then I've got the web pages, untimetribunemedia.com, and I've got the bandsoftime.com. So that said, thanks for joining us. God bless. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.